welcome to Becoming Less, a podcast about my journey to less waste, less consumption, less impact, less clutter, and less stress. Last night, I watched The Story of Plastic, a documentary by the same people who made The Story of Stuff. We mentioned it too in the last podcast. It scares me a little to think that The Story of Stuff came out 13 years ago now. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend that you go take a look. I will definitely post the link in the show notes. The Story of Plastic is their first full-length documentary. As the title describes, it talks about plastic, how it came to be, where it comes from, how it was a brilliant invention created from the leftover waste from processing fuels that has made many real improvements in our lives, especially in the medical world, and how it has been pushed upon us as consumers to use more and more of it and that it is the consumers that are blamed for the pollution of plastic littering our forests, streets, and particularly oceans. Watching this film made me very angry, and it made me very sad. It didn't make me angry or sad because it showed a straw up a turtle's nose, or because manufacturing pellets cleared out what used to be a shrimper's paradise. It didn't make me angry or sad to hear businessmen twisting facts to make it look like they make our lives better, and that the process of plastics is cleaner than it's ever been and that litter is our own damn fault. And it didn't make me angry or sad that poorer countries are the ones dealing with the end life of our garbage from here in the oh-so-advanced West. Because these things already made me angry and sad. I didn't need this documentary to make me outraged at those things. I already am. What upset me is that this film is probably only going to be seen by those who are already outraged by these things. It, like many other documentaries, books, and yes, even this podcast, are intended to spread the word and band everyone together to help solve the problem. And unfortunately, they're likely to only be watched, listened to, or read by those who already feel that way. What makes me angry and sad is that nobody is listening. Nobody cares. I am feeling stuck. I have always tried to live my life to the best of my ability as someone who does good without interfering with anyone else's life in a negative way, but I am ready to start interfering. My fiance has always been very supportive, but I have always done things my way and let him do things his way. I don't want to drive him away by being a crazy person, an extremist, a hippie activist that hugs trees or however people view me and others who feel this way but I also want to see him enjoy a good quality of life when he is 50, 60, or even 90 years old. I want to grow old with him. I want that to be an option. I want my many nibblings to still see blue skies by the time they are ready to start having kids of their own, and for those kids to know what it's like to play outside. I started this podcast for those reasons. I hope that maybe I can reach just a few more people. I may never be the one who climbs the tree so that it doesn't get cut down, I may never make camp on a train track to protest a pipeline. I may never stop traffic to prevent a fashion show in order to make statements about fast fashion and textile waste. But I can tell all of you about those people and the reasons they do what they do. I can also tell you about the smaller, less visible good that is being done around the world and within our own communities. And I can tell all of you many of the big and little things that you can do to help. I have also recently started reading The Uninhabitable Earth by David Wallace Wells. And again, I felt like it was preaching to the choir. 
that the only people who are likely to pick up this book are those who are already afraid of the future described within. I had to close it. I had to stop reading because it is just too hard to keep looking at the words that describe our likely terrible fate. This isn't some novel about a post-apocalyptic world. This is real, and it is likely to surface within my lifetime. It's true that in some ways it's too late, that we will and already have seen the effects of warming. The CO2 that we have put into the atmosphere is already there and will continue to warm the planet for many, many years to come. But that doesn't mean we have to make it worse. We don't have to contribute to the already existing pollution. The 1.5 degrees warmer that the Paris Agreement aims to adhere to is plenty. That will already cause a good deal of changes in the balance of the world's climate. Let's stop it there, because we can easily go higher. 1.5 degrees may not seem like much, but believe it or not, the human race has a very limited range that it can actually withstand. So what is a person to do? Plenty, but there's no need to feel intimidated. Every baby step helps. Remember, changing the way you do things takes time. What's important is progress. When I'm trying new ways of doing things, it helps to remember the four stages of creating a new habit. They are, one, unconscious old habit, doing something the old way without thinking about it. Two, conscious old habit, becoming aware that you're still doing it the old way. Three, conscious new habit, where you do it the new way, but you really have to think about it. And four, unconscious new habit. You now do it the new way automatically without having to think too much about it. Some simple examples of this include using reusable cloth grocery bags or coffee mugs and actually remembering to bring them with you to the store or cafe. That's an easy way to start because these things are pretty mainstream now and easy to come by. Remember to use what you already have and don't go racing out to buy new bags and mugs. Or get them from a thrift store. There are definitely a lot of coffee mugs out there already. You can get a little more in depth with switching to bulk for anything you possibly can. I realize that right now with COVID-19, most places aren't accepting reusable containers, but you can still start getting into the habit and doing research into what kinds of things you can get in bulk. There's a lot more than you might think. Something I really like to do is every time I throw something in the garbage, I ask myself, how could I do this differently so that this piece of garbage is not created next time? For example, a bag that carrots came in. Carrots are easily accessible without a bag. Even better if you can get them from a farmer's market. This is where you remember to bring your reusable produce bags too. If, like me, you live as close to zero waste lifestyle as you can currently muster up the mental energy and time for, start to think about what holds you back. What obstacles do you come up against that make progress difficult for you? For example, if remembering your bags and mug is tricky, create a kit to leave by the front door. Add some cutlery and a usable straw in the kit too. And just use cutlery you have at home already. There's no need to run out and buy a fancy new bamboo kit. Or another example, if you don't have any bulk foods near you, you can write to your local grocery store and let them know that you would like to see more bulk items available. If you're at this point already, contacting companies and governments and letting them know how much you would like to see a shift. Join a group that works towards larger movements. You can make a difference in the waste management system in your municipality or help run a farmer's market. You can find me on Instagram where I post lots of ideas for waste reduction at becominglesspod, 
all one word. And you can now find my podcast on Google Podcasts, iTunes, and Spotify. But you're already listening, so just do whatever you did this time again. Make sure you give a rating and subscribe, and maybe even donate via the link in the notes. Funds will go towards waste reduction efforts within my city of Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. Thank you all so much for listening. Each day, we can be a little less than we were yesterday.